Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. You have joined us on round 28. We are looking at the year 1996. I am here with my very best friends from high school. We've been sharing music with each other since uh, way back then in the 80s, and we continue now. I'm here with Derek Brain, Bill Federico, Rich Eyre, Chris Nashawadi, and myself, Thomas Golovich. Again, the theme tonight is 1996. Welcome to the show. So as I mentioned uh, in previous shows, we have a nice little contest where at the end of the show, we all vote for our favorite discovery of the show. We'll be doing that later on. We'll also share with you some of our uh, further listening suggestions. But let's talk first about 1996. Uh, Mr. Chris Nashawadi, I believe you are the historian tonight. I am. Thank you for uh, for pointing your way towards my little news corner. Um <laughs> So the major stories were obviously that uh, Bill Clinton was reelected and uh, but defeating Bob Dole and third party candidate Ross Perot and Charles and Di divorce. But I'm going to go a little bit under the headlines and throw some factoids at you about 1996. Fun um, facts, I hope. They're fun facts, mostly. Dolly the cloned sheep was born. Oh, Dolly. And do we know why she was named Dolly? I feel like she I just read that, but I don't remember. I believe it's Parton-esque. <laughs> yes, she was she named was... after... I did not know this. She was named after Dolly Parton because her DNA came from a, mam- a mammary gland cell. So <laughs> even scientists, yeah. questionably uh, sexist. Um, <laughs> mad cow disease hit Britain. MLS, Major League Soccer, was uh, born. Mm. Uh, debut season. Um the Summer Olympics were in Atlanta, the whole Richard Jewell situation. Uh, the Nintendo 64 was introduced, as was Red Bull, um, t- as was Tickle Me Elmo, <laughs> as was Oprah's Book Club. Uh, the Yankees won the World Series, uh, kicking Ooh. off the dynasty of the Joe Torre era and the heartbreak of many Red Sox fans, at least for the next decade or so. Um Let's see. Uh, Tupac Shakur was uh, murdered in a drive-by shooting, still unsolved in Las Vegas. This is an interesting one. Sparta and Athens finally, belatedly, signed a peace pact, officially ending the Peloponnesian War from 2,500 years earlier. Now, you would you would think that this would cause a spike in the sales of Thucydides, the history of the Peloponnesian War. Right. It, did, it did not. Um, but this is an interesting factoid. A man broke into a radio station in New Zealand. Yes. He held the manager hostage and demanded that they play Kermit the Frog's The Rainbow Connection. 
for 12 hours, I believe. Maybe. I don't I think- know. <laughs> <laughs> and they so, didn't give it to him. They didn't give it to him. Uh, okay. Wait, Ad- they never played any of it? He didn't get to hear? So. I don't think oh. he got his wish. That's terrible. Um, That's a lovely song. I love uh, that song. It is a lovely song. But what's next? Well, there? Uh, right. His demands. What's next? Uh, here, here's an interesting one from the world of television. Um, the Dana Carvey show with a writing cast that included Steve Carell, Bob Odenkirk, Louis C.K., Stephen Colbert, and Charlie Kaufman of being John Malkovich fame lasted seven episodes. Wow. And if you haven't seen them, they're worth going back to watch because wow. the show is brilliantly ahead of its time. Um, too many there's, an, the there's an unbelievable documentary about yes, that show yes. too, which is so entertaining. It's, it's called like too good, too, too good to, to I, air. I don't know, but it's really, it's crazy. It's very good. Uh, it's very at, good. The, at the movies, we had Fargo, Jerry Maguire, Train Spotting, Independence Day, Scream, Swingers, uh, The Rock, and The English Patient of all things won the Oscar. Uh, several months after the year ended and that movie has not held up however jim carrey was the first actor to get 20 million dollars for a movie role for the cable guy which was a bomb um Marvel- i heard that he didn't get yeah um yeah, okay never mind 20 million for that but yeah the, uh, it wasn't yeah. his best it was not his best not uh, a bad movie though it's not terrible, but the basketball whatever. scene is pretty good. Okay, okay, Some, okay. Somebody should have stopped him. <laughs> and on the pop charts, finally oh, wrapping wow. it up. Uh, oh, I should mention that Rent also opened on Broadway. Right. Uh, and the pop charts. The, That's for you, Tommy. The top acts were Celine Dion, The Spice Girls, and Matchbox Twenty. None of which will be discussed. Oof. Exactly. Or will they? We'll see. Or will, or will they? <laughs> So we're tackling 1996. You have a sense of it. Rich, I feel like uh, I'm excited to see where you will lead us to. Oh, I'm excited to see where I'm going to lead us to. Careful, um, he might play Blind Melon. <laughs> um, well, I'm going to rejigger so I can get some votes. Uh, it's ah. been a while since I won. I, I, I'm going to go for my first pick with, this is a debut album in 1996, and it's not a Seattle band. What? They're from Issaquah, Washington, which is a suburb of Seattle. <laughs> totally different. <laughs> Way to mix it up. And this album kind of blew me away when I first hear, heard it. I think it's it's very quirky, different. It's got these hypnotic bass lines. It's got kind of this ticklish guitar riffs and hooks. And it's got the singer, um, what's his name? Isaac Brock. This is Modest Mouse. Has a sort of distinct vocal stylings uh it's sort of almost Tourette's ish no offense to anybody that has Tourette's it's a it's a good it's a good thing but um I picked uh from the album this is a what is it this is a long drive for someone with nothing uh on their mind nothing to think about sorry and uh it's called custom concern I I think it captures everything that drew me into Modest Mouse this was sort of an easy pick on a otherwise kind of difficult year for me to think about it was 96 mid late 90s seems to have been kind of a blur uh anyway uh tommy this is custom concern from modest mouse it's deep cuts
about the the mood that these guys you know kind of very effectively assemble it's a little bit like pavement you always feel a little off kilter yeah i've forgotten the early days of this band he almost he almost sounds like like daniel johnston or something you know he's got that really off kilter delivery that, rich you know, which which record is this first no this is their first it was it the debut okay yeah yeah interesting sort okay. of har- interesting sort of harmonies too it's like it, right, should, it doesn't it shouldn't be beautiful but it, i i like that i like when like x you know what i mean like john mm-hmm. and Xena. Yeah. it's like it's it just two voices that shouldn't go together and, and really complement each other somehow which is a good segue to you chris would you like to play a uh, duet of <laughs> a vocally kind of a track no, uh, i'm not going to play a duet but i will i happily take the baton um if you're play a duet um shit <laughs> i don't have any duets on my list um, did he have a duet, Tom? Did you really think he had a duet? I, he might have. I mean, he did X, right? Yeah, it was like a perfect example. Uh, okay. Um, no, instead I'll do uh, I'll do a song off the Cat Power album, uh, What Would the Community Think? Which was their, uh, her, by her I mean Sean Marshall, um, her first album on Matador, which was really becoming the label of the moment in this period, totally. um, post-sub-pop. The album is great. It's produced by Steve Shelley, uh, the drummer for Sonic Youth. And um, it's just a really fantastic album. Uh, But the song is called Nude as the News. And it's my favorite song on this record. And maybe my favorite Cat Power song anyhow. So take it away. Deep Cuts, Lost and Found. The year is 1996.
tough song to climb in on, you know. It's it's really beautiful. The queen of sadcore. Yeah, she's she's got a she's got one of those voices that's um, you know it's not it's not a, a trained voice, but it boy it really feels like an exposed nerve in a way. You know what I mean? It's really yeah, she's great. Yeah, emotional I, and it hits you. You know. Yeah, I love that uh, her the album the the greatest that she put out a while yeah, after this. Driven. That was such a great record. But I I saw her around this time and like this was the time where. You know, she was just kind of fragile on stage, mm. you know, mm -hmm. like it almost like it's sort of a, it was very uncomfortable in a way because she just seemed so uncomfortable up there. Um, she was still really good. It was just her and a guitar. But mm -hmm. I just remember it, everything, the whole experience feeling a little uncomfortable for everyone. Yeah, <laughs> um, I think she had a real stage fright issue for, yeah, for a long time. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I forgot that she was making music this long ago. I mean, because she's still making music. Yeah. Yeah. And there's, a, I mean, like, I don't, I, uh, you mentioned the greatest. I think You Are Free is a really terrific record, too. Yeah, that too. I, I just, I don't, I don't think her name gets thrown into the conversation as much as it should. It will uh, now. Yeah. Well, here at Deep Cuts, we're looking to remedy <laughs> things like that. Well done, sir. Well, Derek, you get to uh, remedy away. What would you like to uh, present as All your right. 1996 pick? So, you know, in a way, this time wasn't as much as a musical black hole for me in the respect that I was probably listening to more music than I kind of ever did or have since at this time in my life. I was running this, this wood shop and machine shop back in, in the four point channel in Boston. And the guy I worked for used to work for Bose. So I, my wood shop was outfitted with the most bonkers stereo you could ever imagine. <laughs> I had this uh, Bose sound cannon, it was called. It was about like 12 feet long, like, you know, 12 inch diameter bass woofer thing. You had like, me at sound cannon. And it was just insane, the sound system I had. And it was like constantly covered in sawdust and stuff. I'm sure like audiophiles would have been terrified to see the condition <laughs> of it. But so I would just, you know, be in there building things, and um, listening to music really loud every day for eight hours a day. And um, I listened to so much stuff around this time. And uh, it was kind of really great. I really listened to a lot of stuff and really got to listen to it on this really amazing stereo. And I really enjoyed it. And this was one record around that time that I was playing a lot uh, from a band called The Grifters. And uh, they're out of Memphis. Um, you know, the main guy, David Shouse, um, you know, sort of the driver behind it. Um, at the same year, he put out a side project of his called Those Bastard Souls that also had uh, Joanne Wasser from the yeah. Dam Builders yeah. in it. I that was a really great record. I Our violinist. Out to Joanne. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're kind of bluesy, you know, indie rock, art rock stuff. Um, but uh, I really like a lot of Grifters uh, stuff, uh, you know, name, uh, you know, after the Jim Thompson novel. Um I don't know. I like this particular song. It's sort of one of these songs where it kind of um, it sort of embarrasses you uh, without you knowing it. And the respect to like, you know, there's these lyrics about wanting to be, uh, you know, wanting to be the state of the art of boho alt. And I was like, I want to be the state of the art of boho alt. That sounds cool. And then the next line is like, you know, no one loves you better than yourself. And you're like, oh, no. Darn it! I, no, maybe I don't. Maybe I, don't. Um, I didn't like it. Yeah, but it's it's a it's a good song, and it gets uh, 
it gets weird in a way that I really like. This band sometimes gets weird in a way that I like. But uh, it's from The Grifters, from their album Ain't My Lookout, and the song is Boho Alt. Jimmy brought a bad concussion from his past. Shelly had the same thing tattooed on her ass. Together they made heads turn their way. Those two were surely blessed. Oh, to be the state of the <laughs> great what an interesting weird meandering song like you never quite know where it's right. gonna go and uh it's great another sort of off-kilter one yeah they've got some some fun strange stuff that i like and some stuff that's like really more straightforward kind of rockers you know i think they you know emulate kind of stonesy bluesy stuff in some other parts where'd of you say where'd repertoire. you say those guys are from they're out of memphis memphis right Memphis, which Tennessee. is you know, not much of a scene at the time of stuff right. like this in a place like Memphis. Yeah, I'll be in Memphis in a couple of weeks for the first time. I've never been to Memphis before. I'm very much looking forward to it. What's the occasion? Uh, I've got invited to come and check out the Memphis scene, which is a nice little birdie said, hello, would you like to come? And I've got a friend who's going to be there and we'll get a chance to pal around in a new city. Sweet. 
Deep yeah. Cuts live from Memphis. Indeed. All right. Well, I've got the next spot. So um, you guys went really down. By the deep. way, you notice that Tom just dismissed that that idea right out of hand. By the way, yeah. I was like, Deep Cuts in uh-huh. Memphis. Like he's uh-huh. already booking his flight. He's like, yeah, so for my like, next pick. Yeah, so anyway. The last thing I'm going to drag along is going to be the Roadcaster Pro. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. All right. Well, um, I'm going to bring the energy up a little bit. This was an album that I heard on the radio and I just found mesmerizing and then I heard another song. And I found that song mesmerizing. And I just feel like they're one of those really interesting artists that came out in 1996. And the band is Cheapo Mato. This is a song called Birthday Cake. Can't edit in Spotify, unfortunately. The next two minutes, though. True. It just goes on and on and on like that. I love Chibamato. Wow. Extra sugar, extra salt, extra oil, extra mm-hmm. MSG. I know my chicken. You got to know your chicken. Totally. <laughs> I mean, it's their debut album, right? And they do a whole album all about food. The name Chibamato is uh, crazy food in crazy Italian. Food. Yeah. And uh, they're just great. It's Yuka Honda and Miho Hattori. They're both expatriates from Japan, based in New York. Definitely came out of the New York scene. Um, just super, super fun. Michelle Gondry directed the video for um, uh, one of these songs. I forgot which one. And uh, I just think they're great. So I hope yeah, you guys enjoyed it. I think it. they were kind of champ- championed by the um, by Sonic Youth a little bit, too. I think Sonic Youth really tried to put their name out there a lot. Totally um, makes sense. But yeah, they're so much fun. All right. Billy Federico. All right. I get to uh, close it out. First yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah, I was very jealous listening to Derek talk about his Bose sound cannons. Um, I think in 96, I drove around with a portable CD player that I placed on a pillow on the seat next to my, you know, on the passenger seat, and then connected it through a, uh, remember those cassette 
Yeah. Adapter. Oh, yeah. The, the wire attached. Right. So you put the cassette in. Right. <laughs> well, uh, what car was this, Bill? Was this the red I, Peugeot? Uh, you're speaking of the Renault, I believe. Oh, Renault, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Renault. But, but which one are you talking about? This was a, a Mustang and not, not a particularly cool one. It was silver. There are Mustangs that aren't cool. I know, really. Yeah, yeah, there were in the eighties. In the eighties, the ones. I mean, it wasn't the worst thing in the world, but it wasn't. It wasn't a cool one, not at all. But yeah, I had my little hockey pillow I'd put on the passenger seat, and I'd put my portable CD player and try not to hit any bumps because you know that would screw up the the playing. Uh, but this was a, a CD I played a lot in '96. Uh, it's from the wedding present, but it's not from the wedding presents. You know, uh, prime years. It's not from Georgie Best or. Um, um what sea monsters or bizarro bizarro yeah they're uh sort of their period of decline but this is i think an overlooked gem uh it's just a beautifully written song it's called um it's called montreal and it's a, sort of a classic uh unrequited love story uh he tells the story about how he can't stop thinking about this girl he's going to ask her to move in with him and she anticipates he's about to say that and she's like no i'm i'm moving to Montreal and he's like uh, uh, uh. <laughs> just stunned how absolutely mistaken he was about you know how mutual their relationship was and he just asked her to call when she lands in Montreal you know at least he'll know she's there uh, <sighs> the song is called Montreal it's the wedding present I think it's one of the prettiest songs of 96 1996 indeed <laughs> I just love this band so much. Oh my god! Yeah, I love it. It's a, it's a pithy story. It's just a beautiful line that he goes through, and um, 
Yeah, this song I think is captivating. Again, it's it's sort of an overlooked song. Uh, this is Saturnalia, not one of their bigger records, but uh, I didn't know this one. I really I liked like, it a lot. It's a nice I like surprise. This one. I just don't understand how David Gedge, you know, a rock star, can just be rejected so often. <laughs> he's got so many songs about being rejected. Um, it just, it, you know, and he writes them really well. But my goodness, he's unlucky in love. Yeah. It's a cook. <laughs> it's a cuckold's paradise in the David yeah, Gedge songs. Maybe we wouldn't have as much good music if he wasn't right. so crap he's, at it. Yeah, he's he's got one trick, this pony, but it's a good one. <laughs> oh, it's a very good, it very good, good trick. Yeah. All right, Rich, top of the deck. Uh, where would you like All to right. take us? Uh, sort of going back to the Northwest, Portland band. Good oh, going the, uh, broken record. <laughs> the, uh, but Have it, you it, ever it, left the Northwest? Well, these guys met in Amherst. So ah, there we go. Hampshire College. Uh, <laughs> Nicely stitched I hear, in. Was go, on. Freaking go on. Bone. And then, and they're uh, probably more well known. The lead singer, or you know, one of the band members, lead singer is probably more well known. And this is their last album before uh, the lead singer really kind of took off so this is uh heat miser elliot smith and neil gust met at hampshire college as the story goes and yeah this is from their album uh, mike city sons this is the last album for heat miser uh before we really got to know elliot smith and i think he was kind of one foot in one foot out at this point by this time this album came out but anyway i thought i'd uh celebrate elliot smith on our show tonight with uh, this song. This is Get Lucky from Heat Miser.
It's so good, man. It's like a perfectly formed pop song. It's fantastic. Yeah, I Mitch, like this. I think, sorry, go ahead, Derek. Oh, I just, I, I really like this record. I, I My short list was, I uh, had Plain Clothes Man from this record on it too. I think it's great. I was just going to say that Rich, you know, like at the top of the show said that he reordered his songs. So he might be able to win um, because he, <laughs> he has a knack for like playing his best song in the bonus round and thereby not winning a lot. Um, he may have just got my vote. That was terrific. Ooh. Yeah. Wow. That was we a really scorcher. up tonight. That was Plus, he, he, Heat Miser is a great, you know, for at least Gen Xers like yeah, us. Yeah. Heat Miser is an absolutely masterful band name. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, Mr. Heat Miser. <laughs> Save for the bonus round, Derek. All right. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Chris. What you yeah. Got? Um, I, I'm going to play an, uh, another um, female fronted band um, tonight. Um for my second pick, um, but at first I'm gonna I'm gonna take a little bit of a, a sort of a, a sense memory tone poem about what was going on. Uh, tone poem. A little bit about what, <laughs> not you know what I mean, just sort of a memory. Uh, I, so we're talking about '96, but it, um, I saw this band Stereo Lab in 1994, uh, and thanks to the amazing people who run whatever setlist.fm is, um, I was able to track down the show that I went to. Uh, there's actually a recording of it, but it was at this um, really great uh, club that is no longer there in New York called Tramps on 21st Street. Um, and right around the corner, there was this great all-night restaurant called Locks Around the Clock. And it, you could go and get like, <laughs> go to the show, Drink a bunch of beer and then like go get like an omelet at 3 a.m. or whatever. And it was just like, Heaven. oh, it was always just a great night. Anyhow, this Stereo Lab show uh, that I saw on September 16th, 1994. Uh, so I had been in New York a, a year and a half at that point. Um, was really one of the greatest shows I've ever seen in my life. Um, I didn't really know much about the band going into it. You know, uh, they played French Disco, which is a song that Tom played a couple of shows ago. And uh, it was just eight people on stage with hundreds of thousands of dollars of moogs and synthesizers and just like having a party. And it was awesome. I just remember that night really well. So the song I'm going to play is from the album they released in 96 called Emperor Tomato Ketchup, which is a great band name. And if you think it's not a great uh, album name, um, then go on YouTube and uh, let's look for the clip of this song on the Jules Holland show. To hear Jules Holland say <laughs> Emperor Tomato Ketchup is really one of life's great joys. But anyway, the song is called Lezzy Pear Sound. Um, and it's, I just love it. I love everything this band uh, put out at this period. And this is uh, one of my favorite songs from this album. So hit it, Thomas.
so good. I'm going to try to pronounce this. Yeah. It's Le Hyper Sound. Okay. Or Le Zyper okay. Sound. Easy I'm guessing here. But, oh my God, Stereolab. I, I'm so glad that like Stereolab have been one of the bands, I think, that we've been featuring like in our show well, because... It seems like every week. <laughs> we played him twice. We played him twice. Right not Francis. Yeah, we played him twice. Well, now Derek's going to go on his guy. My voice is tore. Where he's like 97, 98. Oh, believe me, I'm, I'm tempted, but I don't think I'm going to. I have a feeling there's going to be a stretch of years where Bill plays a lot of red house painters. So, <laughs> I'm avoiding it tonight. Okay. Mm. We sat what? through a lot of Lloyd Cole, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, weekend, I, I am going to keep us in London. Um, I don't know. I guess my my theme tonight is is songs where you're identifying with the lyrics in an embarrassing way. Um, oh, I like it. And uh, this is from the band Suede or the London Suede, as they're uh, contractually supposed to be uh, referred to in the states. Uh, it's from. Uh, their record coming up, uh, which was, you know, the first record that they did without uh, Bernard Butler. So, you know, Suede started the actual, you know, original members of the group was actually uh, Justine Frischman from Elastica yeah. uh, was, you know, sort of one of the founding members of the band. And they did a couple couple records with Bernard Butler. You know, some people just think he's, you know, just a British guitar god, but uh, he and, uh, you know, the frontman Brett Anderson just could not work together. And this is the first record that they put out without him. Um, but I've always really loved this song. And, you know, I mean, these guys are huge over there at this time, but they never really cracked the States at all. Um, and, um, but it's a great song about, uh, you know, just being, a, you know, an underdog, a, a sleazeball, uh, you know, a denizen of the night. Um, the song is called Trash from Suede. It's Deep Cuts.
I think everybody who's English has got their shirt off and is waving it in the air and is in full, you know what I mean? You have to be English. Yeah, Nash is definitely not English. I don't think he is liking that. I got. Like, I, I, he's I like, know, he's, not, I wasn't gonna say. He's definitely not buying it. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's totally, it's totally cheesy. It's it's sort of over the top. It's melodramatic, you know. Hey, but that's, that's what I like right. about it. That's totally you know? fine. It's not everyone's gonna be everyone's cup of tea. <laughs> not but everyone's the, tomato the, ketchup. The singer's voice, not. For me, <laughs> I cannot stand Oasis, so I'm gonna have to like leave the room right. when Oasis plays. It's oh, just boy. here's well, my allergy. I, I think I shall play away. <laughs> <laughs> you got a spot if you want it. I know. Um, I am gonna play uh, a track which I just thought was really innovative and exciting, and I thought it was brave. And I just felt like, okay, here's somebody who's smart and who's brave and who's sincere. And he's funky as fuck and dropping a really great track. And it's Michelle and Dago Cello, and it's the song Leviticus Faggot. remember hearing this song and you know there were so many things that were like red flags like the word faggot is something we used to hear when we were kids and it's like thrown around pretty casually when we were growing up and i never really thought through the hurtfulness of it 
And I think as I got older, I began to really understand how much of our own insensitivity is part of how we grew up. And, you know, this song just tackles so much and just uses the word over and over again. And it does an amazing thing by making you rethink what the word means and what the experience of the characters are. And it tells a story and it's funky as hell, which means you're getting a pretty tough little bit of <laughs> medicine. It's not yeah. the easiest story to listen to, but you have this funky package. And to me, I just thought, what a beautiful delivery device of some soulful, thoughtful stuff. So she's great. I never heard of her before, but yeah. I like that. She's yeah, funky, funky as shit. Yeah. But I don't know. I was reading the lyrics. I'm a little confused by the whole, <laughs> I'm not, I, you know, I don't know. Is Derek's going to get us into deep. I, it's, well, it's, I'm just, it's, I'm, it's narratively I'm, opaque to you. Well, I just don't, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to tease out exactly what's, what's sure going on there. Right um, you know, but I mean, it sounds like maybe it's just the, Maybe you know, from the perspective offline. of, you know, a supremely God-fearing mother who's upset that her child is, is gay. Yes. Um, and, you know, is attempting to deal with that um, and doesn't deal with it very well. I think, well that's, I think that's, that's right on yeah. the money. <laughs> yeah. But that's jarring, got to say. Yeah, very I know, jarring. I know. But hey, that's, I, I like. I thought he was confused. Who knows? I'm working. I'm working it out as as I'm speaking. <laughs> to you had said you know, it was it was a book about important things that I thought really <laughs> talked about those things in a special way that was unique. <laughs> I feel like Robbie Feldman just joined us. Um, <laughs> well, you get to uh, let's see, Billy Federico, you get to close out the show tonight. Oh, okay, all right. I'll, well, I'm going to go with um, something I think that's fun sticking in the uh, sort of power pop vein i think this is another wonderful pop song this one's by marshall crenshaw and we all probably remember him from the early 80s when he was putting out records with songs like uh someday some way or uh, whenever you're on my mind but he he kept making records and was still making him in 96 this i think is just an, another overlooked overlooked song it's from the album uh, miracle of science uh fun fact there's a cover of grant hart's 2541 on this record which uh makes national yeah, happy. Very <laughs> yeah. yeah um but you know marshall crenshaw i think is great he just is a wonderful uh craftsman and uh puts together some really great pop songs so this is um only an hour ago a uh, simple story about a guy whose life is uh you know bringing him down and he i think he just gets in a car and drives away from it and only an hour ago he was you know a shit storm and now things are feeling better so uh, Tommy, take it away with only an hour ago. Closing out, Deep Cuts, Lost and Found, Round 28, 1996, Billy Federico's pick. I drew the shades down and locked the door. The telephone rang. I didn't want to know why. On a windblown mountain road, I'm driving alone under the darkening sky.
is all of his 90s era stuff this good? Because this is great. Um, he, yeah, he, he did a lot of good stuff. I, I think this album itself is pretty damn good. I mean, this is my favorite track from this song. Uh, but yeah, he's he's done a lot more. I mean, everybody, like I say, remembers him from the early 80s. And, yeah. You know, when he played Buddy Holly in the movie. And then after that, kind of forgotten. But no, kept doing you know, it. It's interesting. He's like such a, like you you mentioned, such a great pop songwriter. He's like a, like really um, a master of creating like the three-minute song, like mm-hmm. a really well-made three-minute song. But what's interesting is that during this period, I think he it's an unusual sort of, uh analogy but to me he really reminds me of um uh who's what's his face from crowded house neil finn Uh, neil finn yeah just like able to turn just create these really great succinct like just wonderfully tuneful pop songs yeah very nimble too with the lyrics and they can just make it all sound so good yeah it's good not not easy because i mean it sounds very simple but we all know that making a simple pop song is not easy no that is true. Well, let's uh, let's flip to uh, further listening, shall we? Um, Derek, why don't you uh, start off with our, your 1996 of the year? What would you suggest as further exploration for listeners? For sure. Um, you know, I guess I got to do a record that we've talked about a little bit. They came out this year. The uh, Scud Mountain Boys, Joe Pernice's band, uh, put out a record called Massachusetts, which is when I first heard of him. Um, and I just love this record. It's so goddamn pretty and so heartbreaking you know he's not just a great songwriter but he's a good writer you know if if he lived you know a tenth of the things that the characters he you know writes about he'd never get out of bed you know so he's obviously sort of putting himself in the perspective of these characters and writing songs you know from their perspective but you know they they kind of you know they were kind of more of a rock and alt rock Alt, alt country band but they kind of found that they when they sat around a table and just played sort of more country stuff they enjoyed that a lot more and in the early concerts they actually used to bring a table out on stage and they would just sit around a table and play um which you could kind of really see when you listen to this record but uh it's it's every single song has a gem on it it's it's just the prettiest record it's the scud mountain boys massachusetts and that's actually one of my favorite experiences with all of you was driving back oh, yeah. from Falmouth, listening to that record for the first time. That's, uh, that's right. Love that experience. Uh, I will suggest for further listening to check out Barry Adamson's album, Something Wicked This Way Comes. That's a good one. That's mm-hmm. a deep cut. Deep cut. I, rem- I remember when you used to play this. This is, this is good. This what re- is this? What is it? Barry Adamson was, he was in Nick Cave and the Bad Seed. He went solo. He's a bass player. He made a sort of sample-based album, which is incredibly experimental, filled with sort of noir samples. Chris, I imagine you and I are on the same page in this one, right? This I is love just, it. Love yeah. it. And I love the the DJ culture part of it, the scratching. Very cinematic, as I recall. Very much so. And it's just noir, a, it's a great, great, great album. Um, Oedipus Schmedipus is actually, sorry, the name of the album. And the, the song I was going to play was Something Wicked This Way Comes. And it's just a really, really great special record. So Barry Adamson, Oedipus Schmedipus is my suggestion for further listening from 1996. Billy Federko, what would you like to suggest? Okay. Um, let's see. I, I'm a little bit torn. Uh, I'm going to go with Everything But The Girl. Nice. Uh, and their record, Walking Wounded, which I know would appeal to Tom because of its trip-hop and drum and bass and whatnot. Um, it's Tracy Thorne, of course. Uh, I think was one of the best vocalists ever. Um, and I'm a sucker for anything she does. Uh, but this was their turn to more electronic music. Very different than their their 
previous albums, although then they there was a remix of Missing from the album just before this that got on the dance floor. So then they they really indulged in it and went full full bore. Um, and uh, Ben Watt did the beats and whatnot, and Tracy Thorne mixed it with just beautiful melodies, and uh, the result was Walking Wounded. Beautiful album. Check it out. Great, great pick. Rich? Other than Sebado's Harmacy, which I've already mentioned. Um, which Speaking I of Sebado. So much in 96. Um, but I, I have to give a shout out, shout out to... Um, a shit out. A shit out. <laughs> yeah, we don't give shit outs. <laughs> to Blind Melon. Uh, the album that came out in 96 is called Miko, and it's after the lead singer, Shannon Hoon, uh, passed away in 95. And the band members put out this album with a bunch of outtakes and stripped down versions, including No Rain. But um, it is, it's a, it's a, a very good album. I, I liked it. I liked uh, most of what they had done over their previous albums. And the album's named after the, uh, his daughter, who was 13 weeks old, I think, when he passed away. And they, the band members put this album out uh, to start a college fund for his daughter. So. Nice. Just want to give a shout out to Blind Melon and the crew. All right, Chris, rounding it out. What is your pick for 1996? Uh, I'm going to go off the beaten track a little bit and uh, recommend Dr. Octagonal. Oh, dude, I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um, cool Keith meets uh, <laughs> 50 sci-fi movies, basically. If you can picture like a lab from a 50 science fiction movie full of like Tesla coils and... <laughs> weirdo you know hunchbacks helping out insane mad professors uh then throw a hip-hop beat behind it that is pretty much this album it is wonderful it is like a sonic laboratory uh it's say the name again dr octagon by dr octagon which was Keith, Cool Keith's alias. But like, listen to this song, half shark, alligator, half man. Uh, this is a weirdo fucking bizarre album. And I love every second of it. I totally second that record. I was wow. going to play uh, Bear Witness, but it didn't include Keith, Cool Keith on it, which felt weird to me. So I thought I yeah. don't want to drop an, a Cool Keith album without Cool Keith on it. But it's that record is so good. It's strongly recommended. I think it's a fantastic pick. Um, let's talk about social media really quickly. Billy, uh, how can you find us? All right. Uh, check us out on uh, all the platforms, uh, Facebook, MySpace. Twitter. Yeah, my, yeah, we got to get a MySpace page. Good point, Rich. <laughs> Prodigy.net. <laughs> Actually, in 96, remember? I think right. this was like the first year I went on the internet. CompuServe. Yeah. Um, so, oh, social media. So, uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, Instagram, look for Deep Cuts Lost and Found. Uh, and also check us out on Patreon where you can get bonus content such as the show we're about to do right after this one. Yeah, and uh, we get to close out our show with a vote. We vote for, uh, can't vote for our own songs, but we vote for what we think is the most exciting discovery of the show. Are you guys all ready for this uh, extraordinary moment? Sure. So let me read off what we have. First of all, uh, Rich opened up the show tonight with Modest Mouse and Custom Concern. This is from the, uh, this is a long drive for someone with, and I couldn't get the last word. What's the last word with in the title? Nothing type? to think about. Thank you. About. Chris came in with uh, Cat Power, Nude is the News from uh, What Would the Community Think? Um, Derek came in with The Grifters, Boho Alt from Ain't My Lookout. I played New York City's Chibo Mato, Birthday Cake from Viva La Woman. Billy played The Wedding Present, Montreal from Saturnalia. 
Uh, Rich came in with Heat Miser out of Portland, Oregon. Get Lucky is the name of the song from Mike City Sons, I believe is the pronunciation. Uh, Chris came in with Stereo Lab, and let me see if I can pronounce this. Les Zipper Sound from the Emperor Tomato Ketchup record. Uh, Derek played Suede. I'll call them Suede. Trash is the song from Coming Up. Uh, I played Michelle Indigo Cello's Leviticus Faggot from Peace Beyond Passion. And then Billy, I'm sorry, I didn't scribble down the last song for you. That was Marshall Crenshaw only an yes. hour ago from his yeah. album, Miracle of Science. Mm -hmm. So does everybody feel ready to pop in the vote? Yes. All right. Same. On a one, a two, and a three. Oh, interesting. I think Wait. Hmm? Rich. <laughs> yeah, Rich. Rich really pandered tonight. And I you know, just, and I appreciate for it a little that. Bit. He begged yeah, for it a little bit. You got to I mean, do it. You got to do it. Explicitly, he begged for it. Yeah. Um, that's not going to work more than once. But yeah, okay. but I'll, I'll take I'll, it. Work. I'll give tonight. it to the pander bear tonight. Although. I'm I'm happy I got a couple for Chivo and Tom for Leviticus. So it was and it ended up being three votes for Heat Miser, which was Rich's pick. Yeah, and uh, Tommy got uh, two votes, one for each of his songs: Chibo Mato and uh, the Michelle and Degley Cello. Very nice. All right, yeah, well, interesting. That brings to an end Deep Cuts Lost and Found Round 28. 1996 is the year that we've been looking at. I'm here with my very best friends from Needham High School, Derek Brain, Bill Federko, Rich Ayer, Chris Nashwadi, myself, Thomas Golubich. Thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, reach out to us on social media. Say hello if you'd like to sort of suggest a, a theme show, for example. We'll be sure. back next week. I'm not sure if we're doing a theme show. We're doing a year. Do we know could yet? Could be 97. It could be a theme. You never know. So come on back to Deep Cuts Lost and Found. We'll be here for you. Peace.